Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Ghostbusters, the original uh, film from 1980-something. I should have that in front of me, uh, but I don't. Anyway, uh, we were supposed to be reviewing Ghostbusters Afterlife this week, but... uh, 84. uh, 84. So, uh, coronavirus, you know, as we've been doing it, uh, instead of Fast 9, we reviewed Fast 1. So, uh, yeah, we're out here reviewing things related to all these movies that are getting pushed back. Um, the exception that we're making in that at this point is uh, if it is delayed for this year, we're not going to do that, which is why we didn't watch Top Gun 1 or something like that. But anyway, we're mm-hmm. going to get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, but before we go further into the news or any of that stuff, we got to make sure that we always, as always... Properly remember our pickle of the week. What? We did it. Wait, there was no mishap. There was no. That sucks. Can we let's do, let's let's run it back and do it, it again? It wasn't. It wasn't fast enough. No, it wasn't fast enough. Okay, well, my pickle of the. That's really disappointing. I was hoping that nobody said. That's just too bad. All right. Well, my pickle <laughs> of the week is a magazine. Oh my gosh, Dylan out here changing filters. Um, looking terrifying. Um, my pickle of the week is heavy metal number two ninety nine. What? Um, particularly Bro, cover crazy. B with a three hundred Brom cover. Yeah, two ninety nine. Uh, three hundred coming out soon. Uh, they're gonna go really big on issue three hundred. So it's supposed to be going crazy. Yeah, I remember, I remember taking that call from Mr. Heavy dude. Metal. Yeah, the dude yeah. from New York City who was very New York. Yeah, most definitely. He was definitely most uh, New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was really nice. I talked to him for about. No, nah, he minutes. was super cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah same. So, I talked to him for for a hot minute. Yeah. So uh, I and I've been a heavy metal subscriber since I was a teenager. So you know, there's they're hit and miss, um, but they've been really good. Funny lately. enough, I have one in my magazine box. Here, really? And I don't know why. Maybe it's a cover no of. Nope. It's just okay. a random issue. Word. Who knows? Okay. Well, I'm particularly picking cover B because it's uh, of the the artist uh, Brom. I like Brom a lot. So, word, but, word. Yeah, there you go. Ronnie Boy. My pickle is uh, X-Force number 10. X-Force uh, 10? Super excited about it. It's been way too long. She uh, back. I think this book came out like eight months ago. Do you remember what's happening? Came out. No, not at all. Will I reread it? No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, you'll figure it out. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, Dilly. My pickle is, is, X- <laughs> is oh. X Men: God Loves, Man Kills extended cut number one. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. okay. They're redoing the. <laughs> uh, I need to turn this off. I keep cutting. Was that Princess Bubblegum from Avengers? I don't know. Dylan's Dylan's playing with these filters and he just looks. mm. It's pretty good. No, that was pretty good. We're done. We're done. Um, They're redoing the art from the um, original, you know, God Loves Man Kills. And I think it's like two two issues. Is it entirely new art or is it like a recolored? Do you know? I I thought it was entirely new, but it could be wrong. No, I thought it was recolored. I could be wrong. We're all wrong well, out here. I mean, I guess we're gonna find out. Maybe the maybe it's just quick. the same thing, but with new art inside of it. But okay. either way, that's a, either way. I love that graphic exciting. novel, so I'm excited for it. Uh, shout out to uh, 
episode whatever it was when that, we did top 10 graphic novels. Was, uh, back in the day. Back in the day. Dilly's top 10, I believe. That was number one. Do you know who drew the first one, Dylan, by chance? No? Um, yes. As he furiously Googles. You're <laughs> right here. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I yes, I know up. exactly who drew it. Well, Brent Anderson. Anderson. Okay, <gasps> yeah. It's the same dude. Brent Eric Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, not new art, but new covers, though. So that's cool. Um, but it's it's longer, right? It's got more stuff in it. Some extended stuff. Yeah. Um, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, Dylan, that filter. I, what is that? Is that... That's Yoda ears, but I don't know. I don't know any too much. That's too much. Um, And so, yeah, if you guys could review us on iTunes, that'd be really, really cool. Um, Reviews on other platforms are great too, but iTunes are what really matters in the podcast ranking. Um, And that's how we can start actually making our reviews uh, matter, matter more, you know? Um, But so thank y'all for doing that. Um, Events. Uh, I think we're back to, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, I have Keyforge later on in the month. Um, but I got it. That. Can you guess it, Ron? Um, you're going to play Munchkin in store. Wow, finally. Yeah, we're all getting together and we're all playing Munchkin. No, it is another Facebook live sale. What? what? This time. Okay, for real though. I'm going to be well, no, not that. But I know I say this every week, but this time we really turned it out with the comics. We got we got all the good comics. All the good ones? Yeah, picked up a really good collection, bunch of keys, major key alert. <laughs> uh, DJ Khaled going to be there? Yeah. Another one. Another one. We're going to say that every time we bring out a new comic. Can you get Austin to do that? You know he'll I'll do just, it. I'll just put the sound on the computer and I can just oh, press good. the button yeah, every yeah. time a new comic. No, it definitely should be Austin doing it. Um, yeah, just make just record Austin doing it and make it the drop. Another you know what? One. You're right. You're right. Um, and yeah, and we got new graphics. I'm excited. New graphics. Yeah, a new loading screen. Those graphics and new, look pretty dope. And a new lower third. A lower it's a, third. It's a Blade Runner neon future dream. Wow. I told Austin and Kevin that they have to dress accordingly, but we'll see. <laughs> cool. Austin might come through. He won't. No, Austin, he, Austin, Austin will come through. Kevin will wear uh, a comic book t-shirt and a backwards X-Men hat. That sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Yep. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I don't have Keyforge uh, this week. I do have it the next two weeks, the 17th and the 24th. Um, I don't know the exact details on that, but the new set will be out by then. So hopefully we can um, run those events with the new set in some capacity. If the if the website that we used to play online is updated with the new rules. But anyway, oh. yeah, obviously, obviously. Uh, so what I done did, um, everyone's favorite segment in the Corona. No. Uh, can we talk about ours? What y'all do? What, do you mean? what we done did oh yeah i forgot about that sorry i don't remember anything <laughs> sunday you mean yesterday 
Bro, what day is it, dog? You know what I'm saying? What, what you done did? Billy, go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. Whoa. Uh, we shot a commercial? What? Sir. I know. Crazy, right? Uh, for uh, a thing we have coming up. I don't know if I can talk about that. Day. That's why. I yeah, have. we've talked. They've, they've they've said it before. Mike went, in, went on and said it on a live stream before. What? One of cool. our Facebook so we're runs. getting uh, an exclusive beer. Oh, okay. Uh, that Rock City beer in an exclusive cup that's back there somewhere. You can't see it. Y'all can't see it either because yeah, it's only audio. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, I can see super it. Super cool. But I've seen it already. It was fun. Just hanging out with the, with the, with the that's folks. That's exciting. The so the, like, the videographer from No Label wanted to shoot like a little video that like juxtaposes someone like going into the brewery and picking out a beer, our beer specifically, and someone going into a comic book store and picking out a comic, you know? Okay. So it was just like real quick, like Hyde picking up a comic and then talking to Eddie and then leaving. Okay. And Ron, Jen, and I were just extras. I thought we were all going to have something to do, you know? I thought we were too, yeah. But I just like organized a gaming wall for like an hour, you know? <laughs> just, well, thanks. I'm glad it looks good. Thanks, Dylan. Okay. Hear me out. Oh, I, I think I, how is the gaming wall organized or circulate? What do you mean? Like, what's the organization method when um, you look at the wall? So, well, see, we don't have a wall, though. We have um, three oh, different... Oh, you have those shelves. We have three different shelves. But uh, they are organized by um, theme or genre. Like, uh, all the Lovecraft stuff is together. All the Star Wars stuff is together. Or all the strategy-type games are together. All the okay. all-ages games are together. And, yeah, Westheimer just sends, tends to just like, oh, there's an empty spot here. Let's put a game. Westheimer's well, well. So I started I looked at the wall during, you know, my extra work and I was like, this wall makes no sense. So I started fixing it, you know? Like okay. like I put the board games together, like Clue and Monopoly and like started right. and like just putting RPG together. And then I realized that the wall is like one hundred percent alphabetized. Oh. So I was like, oops, and then I had to like put it all back. So that's what ate up my whole hour. It was like it wasn't acting, I was really fixing the wall <laughs> that I messed up, you know. Oh, that's Very funny. funny. See, alphabetical isn't isn't bad actually. Um, it looks bad, but like well, once you realize what it is, it's good. It's good. It's bad for shopability for like browsing, but it's good for if I know what I want. Sure, that's um, true. Yeah, you can easily answer the phone. Or if a person, yeah, if we're answering the phone, yeah, right. Um, what I done did is, let's see, what did I done do yesterday? Nothing. Oh my god, that filter, Dylan. Um, yesterday, uh, we started, we did session zero, uh, for our text-based, or for my text-based, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Dark Ages game, which is starting up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be entirely text-based, except for session zero, where you make characters that was all connected. It's going to be wild. We have 11 players, uh, set in 1197 Jerusalem. If you guys ever have interest in playing any of my games, uh, hop in our discord and maybe you can get called up to the majors to play in the, play in the fun stuff. What? Uh, if you want to join our Discord, the Bedrock City Discord, you can get that on the Un- Uncanny Universe Twitter bio. Uh, that's a uh, BRC Uncanny. Uh, Instagram, we are also Uncanny Universe. Facebook, Uncanny Universe. Uh, find us on Goodreads at uh, Uncanny Universe and <laughs> Bite. Uh, TikTok. TikTok. No, we don't have TikTok. Um, <gasps> it's over. Friendster. We got a Friendster. Friendster. Yeah. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've done anything else. Been, you know, working home. 
Did y'all do anything yeah, else exciting? Same old, same old. Nah. Um, nah, just watch TV. Word. <laughs> but I didn't start any new shows to talk about, so. Okay. Um, well, let's get into the news. Um, Brad Pitt boards, dead, boards Deadpool 2 director David Leitch, uh, Leitch's new action movie, Bullet Train. Brad Pitt could be the next big name Hollywood actor to make an impact in the action genre as Deadline is confirmed that the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Brad Astra star has uh, joined <laughs> the cast of David Leitch, David Leitch's Bullet Train, Leitch, Leitch, um, Bullet Train. Uh, the project is based on the Japanese novel Maria Beetle uh, by Kataro Isaka. Um, it sounds that, like a oof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah. And I oop. Uh, in in that book, five assassins find themselves on a fast-moving bullet train from Tokyo uh, with only a few stops in between, and then they discover their missions are not unrelated to one another, and the question becomes, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, cool, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that does sound like a big... another. What's his character's name? That's what I want to know. Oh, no. Chad. Brad. No, it's a Japanese novel. I looked it up, and it hasn't even been translated to English. So oh, boy. Wow. I'm scared. I don't, it, yeah, that's. I, I, are we getting into Ghost in the Shell territory again? Where we're casting Scarlett Johansson. I guess it's possible like. that it's he wrote white characters, but we'll I mean, see. it's like um, Attack on Titan, right? They're all German. Hmm. I mean, I guess. Well, that's um, one in how many? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next, um, the Sandman news. Uh, James McAvoy's Morpheus travels to hell in the first clip from an Audible adaptation. I did listen to this. Um, this morning, there's a teaser for Audible's upcoming adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. It gave us first listens to James McAvoy, uh, his take on Morpheus. And thanks to Collider, we now have a full clip featuring the Dream Lord traveling to hell. Um, worth checking it out if you guys... Oh, my God. Um if you guys just hear me randomly say, oh, my God, or what the hell, I, it's because I'm looking over at the Zoom call and I see Dylan looking like busted Namor. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, That's why, you, why you look like that? Um, I'm excited for this. Um, I don't know how much of the of the graphic novel I was going to say the manga. I don't know how much of the graphic novel this is going to cover, uh, but that's exciting. No, that's super dope. I liked the uh, Lock and Key one that Audible put out a couple of years ago. I still haven't listened to that. Really? That's like I'm excited for this one. The the fan of Lock and Key, right? Right. That was like the the joke that Ron only recommends Lock and Key. That was the that was a joke for yeah. That was a that was a joke for a long time. Yeah. Um. But anyway, maybe we'll do a show on that or something, or talk about it at the very least. Um. Warner Brothers rumored to be moving forward with a Zatanna solo movie. Uh, here we are with rumors. Uh, it, if a new rumor is to be believed, Zatanna is finally coming to the big screen. In 2018, Deadline broke the news that Warner Brothers was planning to move forward with features based around DC Comics characters Supergirl, Batgirl, and Zatanna. And it seems as if development on the latter is now starting up. It's said that the movie is going to be separate from the Justice League Dark series J.J. Abrams is working on for HBO Max. So, chances are that the shows uh, on that streaming service aren't going to be set in the DC Extended Universe. Um, okay. I think it's best to... that. I think DC is doing their best when they're not connected, to, when they're not trying to overreach. Yeah, you're right. Giant eyeball head? What do you think? Yeah? 
<laughs> I agree with everything you just said. Oh man. I don't think so. I don't like how many times has DC announced a movie, you know, or is it rumor that DC is making a movie? I'm still waiting on Green Lantern Corps, Cyborg, it's Batgirl, happening, bro. Nightwing. Cyborg. We'll see. Yeah, it's wild. They they need to stop. It, these would have more impact. It has impact when Marvel announces a movie, you know. Right. It's like, oh, that'll it. that'll be cool. But when DC one like one's rumored, it's just like, okay, we'll see. Add it to the list. Yeah, yeah, because you can normally trust Deadline. Yeah, like the major. Right. So the, the Tana one, I believe that they're. I believe someone in a meeting it. talked about it. Yeah. So they're not lying that it might be. You know, yeah, but I, who, you, who knows how long it's gonna be? You know? I, who yeah. knows if yeah, if we'll ever see this movie? Um, Constantine news: J.J. Abrams reportedly producing a new live-action movie for Warner Brothers. Um, it's no secret that, this, that some sort of Justice League Dark project is being developed for HBO Max, but it appears as if Warner Brothers has big plans for the characters uh, and the team moving forward. Um, the direct has shared a report in which they credit quote a reliable source with industry knowledge. Uh, for news that a Constantine movie is in the works at Warner Brothers. Bad Robot will reportedly serve as the production company, <laughs> while J.J. Abrams is attached as a producer. They note that, quote, the film will have a similar feel and tone to Bad Robot's other current upcoming projects, which include Justice League Dark HBO Max show, as well as the Zatanna movie. Uh, Jojo Siwa's best friend, uh, what do you think? Why was that Constantine movie so funny to you, Michael? Because Dylan is now his filter is that he's FaceTiming with Jojo Siwa. Who that is? Yeah, I'm I'm proud of you for knowing that. I know because yeah, I don't know who I only is. know because of the 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 bow. A true Gen Zer. Oh, sure, sure, sure. If if, um, if the bow wasn't there, I would not. Have, that's just some child. I don't know. <laughs> um, can I just copy and paste everything I said from the last news yes. story? Uh huh. Okay. Um, okay, well, actually, part of it is that I feel like it's stupid that it's not connected to the J.J. Abrams HBO Max show. Like, Why is that? Can you please just copy Marvel? Like, It's not that hard. Just well, but, make a but, shared universe. But DC has proved that, that it is that hard, though. Like, they, I feel they, like they've never hard. tried to do like a TV slash movie universe, you know? I mean, well, they did it with the CW stuff. No, they never... Well... They had Ezra Miller in the Flash one time, like from another world, but they never really tried to connect them. Okay. Um, well, either way, they've never done it well if they have done it. So they did, they tried it in the movies true. with the they well they tried to jump straight to Justice League, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they did it badly, and they should know what they did wrong, you know. And now that they have J.J. Abrams and they're trying to like start over, I feel like you should be able to copy the formula. I also feel like this can't be that hard. But you know that we're also not movie executives, so I feel like it's not. Like I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Like any of us could be a better Kevin Feige to that universe than what they have going on now. You know, right. that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, more DC news: <laughs> Batman Beyond live-action movie rumored to be in development at Warner Brothers. When it was revealed that Michael Keaton was in talks to return as Batman in The Flash, we also learned that Warner Brothers is planning to have the, his caped crusader serve as a mentor to other heroes in the DC Extended Universe. Batgirl was mentioned, but most fans wondered whether this could be leading to Terry McGinnis uh, becoming the shared world's new Dark Knight. 
Now a new rumor is doing the rounds online, which suggests that a live-action Batman Beyond movie is in active development at Warner Brothers. Who knows? <laughs> Dylan, Copy and paste. Another rumor. Just all rumors of crap that is probably not going to happen. Um, honestly, yeah. like, another one. Another one. Another one. If you want to know the hot take, the 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 true answer of what DC is going to do, they're just going to keep putting out Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman movies. That's what's going to happen with the, with with Bruce, Diana, no Superman though, and Clark. No. Mm-hmm. No, oh, oh, it's gonna happen. I mean, they're not gonna take a chance on weird stuff. I think Suicide Squad. Oh, but Shazam came out. Gets. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Dylan, spill the truth. Harley Quinn filter that says "spill the truth." What's with a rotating thing above his head, and it's uh-huh. not stopping. Come on, Dylan. I'm describe the weirdest dream you've ever had, Dylan. Spill the truth. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't have one. I wasn't prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. Moving on. Um, more DC s- silly news. Um, DC could be planning to reveal at least two quote secret movies at upcoming <gasps> DC Fandom event. Here we go. It's happening. God. DC Fandom promises to f- pull back the curtain on a long list of d- upcoming DC Comics adaptations, which are destined for the both for both the big and small screens. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Black Adam and the Suicide Squad are among those confirmed for the event. But it's now looking like some big announcements. Oh my God. Uh, um, some big announcements are going to be made about the future as well. Uh, with Q&A set to take place throughout the weekend uh, in August, this DC fandom website uh, has invited fans to oh submit their questions for the event. There are lots of options to pick from, of course. But one which, uh, but the ones which have really grabbed the attention of fans are Secret Movie One and Secret Movie Two. They have those listed as designations. So, so, so is so. Does Secret Movie mean something that is rumored and is like like these movies or something? Like they secretly? I think it just it just means something they haven't officially announced yet. So it could be one of the ones that we just talked about. That would be like the That's least unfortunate thing, right? Like if they're like it's Zatanna, and right? Team, like okay, cool. It'd be cooler if it was like, oh, cool, we got like a trailer for Suicide Squad, right? That would like happen. Something that I they, don't think they like, film, right? But it's really yeah, they filmed it. Were they filmed? Oh, have they? Parts of it, yeah. Um, because there are set photos, but I don't know what they could truly surprise us with when Hawkman. everything they ever even like whisper about comes out online. You know, right? Well, yeah, yeah. no, that, that's going to be the Hawkman movie. Like, I feel like one of us could walk through Warner Brothers and be like, I don't know, like guys, we're doing Etrigan, okay? And then yeah, and then there would be a Hollywood Reporter article the next week about it. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to get the exclusive news this week? Um. On what those two secret movies are, Dylan. I mean, Etrigan's a good option. Yeah, I think it's going to be Etrigan and probably Calendar Man. If if I had to really put my hat in the ring. So here's the first one. They're remaking Batman and Robin. <laughs> Nipples included. Nipples included. <laughs> and then is that the tagline? Uh, the second Batman one. And Robin, nipples yeah, included. yeah. <laughs> nipples included. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one will be uh, uh Swamp Thing, the movie. But it'll just be the, the Swamp Thing TV show. Just recut, but, but just just that. <laughs> the movie. Okay. The Suicide Squad director, James Gunn, debunks some big rumors about plans for DC Fandom event. Here we go. Also, am I supposed to be saying fandom or am I supposed to be saying fandom? 
like is it's it like fan- a- I think it's Fandome. I know I it's called right. Fandome, but like I don't know if it's like supposed to be a, a cute pun. Whatever's more stupid is what you should go with. Um, a Reddit leak of DC Fandome. Looks like everything is going in the right direction, if true. Affleck is back. Bat emoji, bat emoji, bat emoji, bat emoji, bat emoji. Hashtag Batfleck. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hashtag Zack Snyder. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, Let's go. So there's a bunch of leaks that I'm not going to read all these, but uh, James yeah. Gunn says... It's One of them was that there would be a trailer for Suicide Squad. Oh, well, mm. sorry, Ron. I know. Yeah. Huh? Oh, well. Um, speaking of Suicide Squad, director David Ayer says fans should ask AT&T and HBO Max for, quote, the Ayer cut. Stop it. Stop with your what? foolishness. Let's Here go. We go. Here we go. Stop with your foolishness. This doesn't need to be no, a trend. No, I don't. David Ayer says I feel says like this Twitter, is the last we should talk about it. He's, David Ayer says, the cut definitely exists. You need to ask AT&T and, it, uh, and HBO Max to let it see the sunlight. Oh, oh stop. I'm tired. That, that's not going to make these movies better. I'm sorry. It's, Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be just as bad as, as the regular Justice League. It just is. You don't yeah. know that, Michael. What if it's amazing? Oh, man. I'm going to be so pissed off if it's good. At least you're open to it being good. I, I would love it to be good. I would like Bro, to have a good be, Justice League uh, movie. 10 out of 10. I'm, 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 I, 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 I want think it to there's be a possibility that it's an improvement, but we'll see. Okay. Justice League star Ray Fisher calls out Joss Whedon for, quote, gross and abusive behavior on set. Um, Ray Fisher recently took to, took to social media to forcefully retract the praise he gave Joss Whedon at SDCC a few years ago. And the cyborg actor has now followed that up with a far more damning statement on the filmmaker's behavior on the set of Justice League. He says on Twitter, um, Joss Whedon's onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg. Wow. Okay. So... So I don't but, know. I mean, you believe. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't care. I think Josh. I, I, I believe Ray Fisher. I guess because Josh Whedon is kind of a D bag. Seems like right? a tool. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of. I mean, look at him in that hat in the next picture. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, speaking of, we'll just move on right to that because that. Ties These are in. in order, so. Oh, okay. It's like this worked out really well. Um. Joss Whedon is rumored to have openly trashed Zack Snyder's work on set. In the latest edition of Fat Man Beyond, filmmaker Kevin Smith shared some rumors relating to what cyborg actor Ray Fisher recently described as director Joss Whedon's gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable behavior, explaining that he spoke to some VFX artists while visiting the set of Solo, A Star Wars Story, who had worked on both cuts of Justice League. Smith says that he was told that the Whedon family, uh, I'm sorry, that Whedon frequently and very publicly trashed Zack Snyder's movie. He notes that the Avengers Helmer would, quote, cut down, dismiss, and be negative about Zack's version of the movie, and that he had seen and that he had seen and all of the special effects team uh, had made together. Um, I believe that. I, I totally believe Joss Whedon thinks that his movie is better than anybody else's movie. 
Yeah, I agree. I totally I mean, believe that. It's tricky because, like, is he wrong to do that? Like, I guess he is given the circumstances, like why Zack Snyder left. You know, right? He probably said it's probably like more adult to just not say anything, but like. He might be right, like when he was trashing Zack Snyder's movie, you know? Like maybe he was like, oh, this is terrible. I have to fix this, you know? Right. And I mean, whether he's he right or wrong. Arguably worse, but. Right. Right or wrong doesn't mean it's not, you know, you can be more tactful, right? But it just says he was trashing the movie, not. It says Zack's version of the movie. So I don't know. I don't know. Like if you're brought in to fix something, is it okay to trash? what you're fixing and also to i guess a little bit in his defense this was not like in an interview or this was not made to be a public comment mm-hmm. sure. so but either way i'm i'm not like pro whedon in any major way yeah i have trouble defending him in any capacity I, so i don't really like any of his non-marvel stuff i've never been a buffy fan not that i dislike buffy i just don't care um there's just no. been lots of lots of things online of people having problems with him where it's like yeah. It's gotten to the point where it's too many. Like you can't discount it. Up. Yeah. Uh, new HBO Max deal for DC Universe subscribers could point to the streaming service's days being numbered. The DC Universe streaming service launched in 2018, as well as boasting a long list of classic DC TV shows. There were originals like Teen Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and Harley Quinn. The platform has never expanded outside of the United States, and there's been a lot of speculation about its future. Um, especially with the recent launch of HBO Max. Uh, now with Zack Snyder's Justice League headed to HBO Max instead of DC Universe and Doom Patrol debuting there early, things appear to be looking grim for the streaming service's future. Adding to that, a recent, uh, adding to that is a recent incentive for the DC Universe subscribers to add HBO Max to the current DC Universe deal for only $4.99 a month. Um, I mean, this, yeah, this, I mean yeah, they can't just turn it off. Because mm-hmm. that would look really, really bad, I guess. And there's also probably contracts involved. Right. But, I'm sure it's happened, but I feel like we haven't really seen a streamer or like a streaming company just like leave, leave yet, you know? Um, we've seen Who's um, done that some, some services have migrated to becoming Amazon Prime channels. I know that. Um, mm, okay. Oh, interesting. Like there's a service uh, called Shutter. S-H-U-D-D-E-R, that was, actually, that was a TV channel. Um, it was a horror movie channel. And then that got oh, downgraded that to its own service. And then the streaming service got moved to a Prime channel that you subscribe to only within Prime. Huh, um, and But that's I only know that very anecdotally because I was really into the, the channel. Um, there's a couple other very small services, but this would be the, the first big one, you know? Yeah, um, I guess that is the way to go is to just slowly like back out of the door, well, you know. I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time and it's not new news to anybody, but you know, there are too many streaming services. Like you are gonna get fatigue and you're gonna get people rotating. What what they don't want you to do is they don't want you to rotate your subscriptions on and off. You know, they want you to just subscribe. Right, they want you to just subscribe keep... forever and forget about it. Yeah. Right? So it's like if, but if I'm if I'm paying for ten different ones, I'm not going to do that every month. I'm going to like turn turn off Netflix when I uh, when or turn it back on when the new Daredevil comes out, which you know old talk, but you know what I mean. Um, 
you you'll you'll sort of do like the carousel act right um and then that, that's mm-hmm. not what they want so it would I be like turn go ahead it sucks for people i got, who I got for rid of disney forever. you did you got rid of disney i mean i did but like verizon Just has a free a free year so like i took the free year but right i didn't want disney until the marvel movies came out right yeah disney is borderline not worth it right now that's their fault for not having enough stuff at launch you know right unless you're the most hardcore of disney heads like you know Mm -hmm. that you just gotta watch all the vaulted animated stuff but if you're a hardcore you already own all of them anyway um you would you would assume so right interesting anyway um star girl officially renewed for season two leaving dc universe for the cw next year with the rumors circulating the DC Universe's days may be numbered, CW has announced that some of uh, Peppa Pig over there, uh, the CW has announced some news that may add fuel to the fire as they've re- uh, renewed Stargirl for season two and have officially become the series exclusive in season home moving forward. Uh, following the move, the show will no longer be available to stream on the DC Universe, uh, but the change is not expected to take place until the current season is done airing. Hmm. Well, yeah. So that's so that's. I mean, that's a soft. Is that the final nail? In the that's coffin? that's a confirmation. At that point, this this service is dead. They only have Titans. Also, this is really sad news because, as you guys know, I like this show. So seeing it like move to CW is kind of sad. It actually has a really. It looks very high budget, as as of right now. Like it doesn't yeah. look like CW quality, and this happened to Supergirl. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was on NBC. Oh at yeah. First. And then. Um, it moved. It got moved to CW, and the budget plummeted. It got downgraded. Oh, the, the flying looked really awkward. Yeah, it's just there's a lot just of just jumping and holding. Yeah, I think there's characters that are good for CW. You know, like Green Arrow and stuff. But then there's like Swamp Thing, and you know, people with like visible powers that I feel like are bad for. Yeah, for CW. Oh well, hopefully it's still good. I wish it the best, but I will not be watching. In very weird news, um, Aquaman star Jason Momoa to voice Frosty the Snowman in new live-action movie. Deadline reports that Warner Brothers and Stampede Ventures have partnered up for a live-action Frosty the Snowman movie. A live-action film will see Aquaman and Justice League star Jason Momoa voice the titular character. John Berg and Greg Silverman of Stampede will produce Frosty the, Frosty the Snowman with DC Comics scribe Jeff Johns. What? What is this? This looks like a, random, a randomly generated sentence. Oh, yeah. This, is, this seems very fake. That's a loud-ass cat. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't have any... This seems like a bad idea. Jeff Johns, uh, Frosty the Snowman with Jason Momoa. No, it's gonna be great. I yeah, feel like, I don't know. I guess they'll play to his strengths. He'll be funny, right, or something. He'll do like he'll be like a broy Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, all you can do is be a bro. I, that's gonna be a mess. I, the, uh, well, maybe not a mess, but why? Who cares? Um, Christopher Nolan's reps forced to deny tenant director hatred of chair, hate his hatred of chairs after social media <laughs> backlash. Um, during a recent interview, um, 
Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar star Anne Hathaway reflected on her time working with director Christopher Nolan. In one anecdote, the actress, actress explained, the filmmaker doesn't like to have chairs on his sets because if people are sitting down, they're not working. For the record, the only thing, oh, this is a quote, um, for the record, the only things banned from Christopher Nolan's sets are cell phones, not always successfully, and smoking, very successfully, she tells the site. The chairs Anne was referring to are the director's chairs cluttered around, clustered around the video monitor, allocated on the basis of hierarchy, not physical need. Chris, Chris chooses to not use his, but has never banned chairs from the set. Cast and crew can sit whenever and wherever they need to and frequently do. It's a really weird article that totally makes me believe that Christopher Nolan does ban chairs. Why would he make that up? Yeah, no, he definitely does. That seems too weird of a thing to say. It, especially when she, she wasn't trying to drag him, she was just talking about it, you know? Right. Why are you like, oh, she's a liar. Chairs are fine. Like, maybe chairs are good for some people, but, like, uh, they're not putting um, Michael Caine, like, making him stand up for 14 hours a day. Michael Caine. Or, or Michael, is he? Michael Caine. I doubt it. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I I believe it. I think I think he's a chair tyrant. I read. I believe it. Um, Katie Keene news. Uh the Lucy Hale fronted series canceled after one season at the CW. The CW has officially canceled Katie Keene after one season. Options in the cast were recently extended to July 31st, giving Warner Brothers TV a few more weeks to determine whether they want to keep the series alive or let it die. Katie Keene does already have an exclusive streaming deal set up at HBO Max, so if WTV, WBTV did want to bring it back for a second season, the premium streamer may be its best option for a new home. Did y'all watch this? You know I did. I, I did talked about it a few times. Yeah, I love did. this show. I'm so sad. But like I said, like I've been saying it, it doesn't seem like a CW show. It would be weird if it thrived on the CW. You know what I mean? Right. Like no shade to CW, but like good shows, I don't think can exist on it. That can't be right. There's got to be some. No, I mean, they have a very specific a... market. Oh. It's very, it's very oh. teen teen soapy and the show wasn't you know so i hope hbo picks it up because it's a good show it's so weird that it's have you guys watched sabrina i know ron has right yes i have yeah it's like like how sabrina is in the riverdale riverdale universe but doesn't seem like like it at all yeah it's it's exactly Mm -hmm. like that it's like an adult version i don't understand this world that they're in but oh well Hopefully okay. this it is like a couple more weeks for HBO to pick it up. We'll see. Um, in in unsurprising news, a poll finds <laughs> that majority of moviegoers in America aren't ready to return to the movie theaters. Despite the fact that the theaters are eagerly anticipating the, de- the debut of Tenet so that they can entice moviegoers back after months of closures, it seems that many Americans are unsure about returning to their local, local multiplexes. In a poll conducted by Morning Consult, on behalf of the Hollywood Reporter, 2,200 people were asked for their thoughts on returning to the theaters, uh, and the results are definitely surprising. As of right now, only 7% of people are, quote, very likely to return to theaters immediately. Uh, shout out, Acer. Uh, <laughs> uh, upon reopening, while 65% are very unlikely, even looking two weeks beyond that, the numbers only change to 8% and 56%. After a month, it's 10 and 48%. The bleakest part of the of of it all, uh, 
I'm sorry, this is a, it, there's a typo here. Uh, the bleakest, the bleakest part of all of this is that, that is that uh, at any point in 2020, the results are just 12% and 37%. So, yeah, mm. I mean, I don't expect to go to a movie this year. I don't expect to. It's looking less likely. If I get to, nope. cool. But I d- I'm not going in. <laughs> I'm not seeing Tenet in August. That's not happening. So we're going to rent the theater, right? I mean... I'm up for that potentially renting a theater potentially <laughs> now, but like, so we keep saying this thing, right? We keep saying like, if something drastically changes in the next three weeks, we're seeing drastic it drastically changes. got worse. Yes. It keeps <laughs> getting worse and worse and worse. It's not getting better at all. Like dog. I'm sorry. I love movies. I love Christopher, Christopher Nolan. I'm hyped for tenant. Same, but yeah, I'm not going, you're not, you're not trying to risk it. <laughs> I'm all. sorry. No, I'm good. I'm. I don't. I don't need to see Tenet that bad. Now the question Not is: Would you guys prefer them to just hold Tenet until <clears throat> they can release it, or do a home video? I feel like if you'd asked me at the beginning <clears throat> of the pandemic, I would say hold it. Yeah. But like this movie's just been getting on my nerves for the past like three months. That I'm like, spit it out. I don't care. You know. Yeah. Like I was pro Tenet until Nolan fought so hard it's like fighting so hard every week i feel like to have it yep. pushed back only a week i know so i'm just exhausted with this movie and i just want to see it so honestly it i think i think most of these movies need to just come out like black widow just just put <gasps> them out. like no i wait on. for the big i screen. agree with you put them out it's it's not gonna happen uh, like you could you could push them back but i i think i don't know man i think just they're gonna well, they're gonna get to they're gonna get to August or September and be like you know this isn't getting any better. What if we, whatever something? Well, they have a production. They have like a gap in production too. So if they just put everything out now, then we're gonna have in like 2021 a few months where they like didn't get to make anything, and right. well, it'll be like a gap again. You know. Well. So if you if you just keep pushing everything back, like hopefully things can come out in the same order as they were supposed to. Hmm. I don't Maybe. know. But it's it's just exhausting them pushing it back like one or two weeks every right. Every couple of weeks, you know? I, I, I and people buy seem people seem to buy into it every time. Like, oh movies are gonna open this date, you know, but they're really saying like it'd be awesome if we could open in August, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't have any actual hope that Tenet is coming out in August. Like my I wouldn't be OG pandemic hope was that I would be able to see Black Widow in November, but now I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, remember back in March when all this stuff started to get pushed back and we're like, well, at least it's not too bad. And yeah, we're like, Black Widow's in May. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> remember that. That's in two months. How stupid were we? Um, Oscar's voting body invites 819 members in campaign to diversify the Academy. The Academy announced it had invited 819 new members on Tuesday, including Cynthia Erivo, John David Washington, and Constance Wu. The new class invitee, the new class of invitees is 36% people of color and 45% women. Those who accept will have voting privileges at this year's Oscars. While still pr- predominantly white and male, a 2018 study found that new additions did increase diversity with people of color making up 16% of the members in 2018, up from 8% in 2015. Wow. I didn't know it was that bad. 
Wow. That's... I wonder what it'll be now with these new. 20? 20 yeah, 24? maybe like 25. It'll be know. less than a quarter. I like that they're saying that they now that 45% of the invitees are women is like an achievement. Like, right. Like, that's half the population. It should be half, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Eva Longoria, Zendaya, Constance Wu, Cynthia Erivo, John David Washington, Ana de Almas, uh, Brittany Tyree Henry, Florence Pugh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Beanie Feldstein uh, were invited. Who's Beanie Feldstein? She's the main character of Booksmart. Okay. Um, oh, and directors such as Luke. They have to pay to be in the Academy, right? No. Yes. To, to be in the no to be in, in SAG. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking um, of something else. And directors Lulu Wan, Ari Aster, Terrence Davies, Matthew Vaughn are also on the list. So that's good. I mean, not, it, not as good as it should be, but that's good that they're moving the chains, right? That's a, they never invite this many people at once. I think they're like panicked, like oh yeah, like, uh, like, God, like do you know any black actors? Like they're just sitting in a room, like I don't know Zendaya. Yeah, <laughs> no. it just seems bad. It does. I don't know. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles CG reboot in the works from Seth Rogen's Point Grey Pictures. Ugh. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are returning to the big screen for a CG reboot from Paramount Pictures, Nickelodeon and Seth Rogen's production company. According to Deadline, a new animated movie is in the works with Rogen and his Point Grey Pictures partners. Wow. Uh, Point Grey Pictures partners, Evan Goldberg and James Weaver on board. Gravity Falls director Jeff Rowe will helm the project with a script from Brendan O'Brien, who wrote Look at this. Already Rising. And Mike and Dave need wedding dates. <laughs> um, Some great yeah, movies. Dude, let's go. I, I don't. I don't care about turtles, but this does seem like a solid project for Seth Rogen. I don't know. It seems like you could make a uh, a stupid Seth Rogen comedy out of the Ninja Turtles. I was semi on board until the writer's credits were listed. Yeah, that's Fair unfortunate. Because like, it doesn't get much worse than Mike and Dave need wedding dates. We talked about this in the show a long time ago, right? Yes, I think we, so. When we read it, and because Dylan it. and I read the book, mm-hmm. and then we, the three of us, I think, uh, the three the of movie, us watched yeah. the movie upstairs at Westheimer, um, and we were trying to count how many genuine laughs we had. Okay, it was two. it was maybe like two. <laughs> and was, I feel like the laughs we did have were just like pity, like laughing at our situation, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Charlie Theron on the planned Furiosa prequel film. Since Miller plans to chronicle a young Furiosa, he's decided to recast the role with an actor in her 20s. Understandably, Theron can't help but be disappointed. It's a tough one to swallow. Listen, I fully respect George, if not more so in the aftermath of making Fury Road with him. He's a master, and I wish him nothing but the best, Theron admits. Yeah, and it's a little heartbreaking for sure. I really love that character. I'm so grateful that I had a small part in creating her. She will forever be someone I think of and reflect on fondly. Obviously, I would love to see that story continue. And if he feels like he has to go about this, uh, go about it this way, then I trust him in that manner. We get so hung up on the smaller details that we forget that that we forget that the thing we emotionally tap into has nothing to do with that minute thing that we're focusing on. So, like, why not have her in it? Like, I get like, why not not make it a prequel and just do the sequel to Starly Saren? And also, like, there's enough makeup on Furiosa with de-aging who would care at that point if you're gonna yeah, just like cg de-aging like i don't want to like assume the worst but it just seems like a little bit like hollywood 
ageism, you know? It totally like, especially with, with actresses, like, oh, like, uh, oh, Charlize Theron, she's busted now. We need to get an actress in her 20s, you know? Right. Like, she's still, like, at the top of her game, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. And no one, I feel like everyone would prefer to see a Furiosa movie with her than... I mean, did you see her in Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> with, or with the dreads yeah um yeah no i agree i think she's sort of like iconic uh Leah they clearly wants to do it too like can you imagine yeah. they would never do like oh we're doing young john wick and we're recasting him. like that wouldn't happen <clears throat> just is like age him. 50 right <laughs> anyway uh, yeah i mean this that that's a ongoing problem right um in hollywood hopefully we that have is bigger fish to fry than old white ladies right now though so that is that is true um deg's wash at home top 20 um for the first time since the list inception a tv series has taken the top spot of the uh, deg's wash at home top 20 as the third season of paramount network's yellowstone is the new number one um trolls world tour ended up in the number two <laughs> position after debuting on digital hd platforms last week it's set for its official 4K uh, Blu-ray and DVD launch next week, so its numbers are likely to continue to improve next week. That top 20 is <laughs> Yellowstone Season 3, Trolls, Yellowstone Season 1, Yellowstone Season 2. I hate that. Why can't they need to be one? Um, number 5, The Invisible Man, Sonic, The Hunt, Jumanji, Bad Boys, Birds of Prey, 1917, The Call of the Wild, Why? Bloodshot, The Gentleman, Spies in Disguise, Onward, Fantasy Island, Doolittle, Harry Potter eight film collection and Star Wars episode nine. If if eight Harry Potter movies can be one entry, <laughs> so can three seasons of Yellowstone. I don't even know what Yellowstone is. It's a what's his name? Kevin Costner. It's a Kevin oh, Costner cowboy show. Oh, it's kind of like it's supposed to be like on the scope of Game of Thrones, apparently. Oh, what? Yeah. Like big scale and like big scale like story branching stuff, not like quality <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. Um, I don't care i don't care about yellowstone no yeah no real surprises here other than yellowstone and i, I have problems with them separating the seasons out but you know you do you deg um <laughs> black widow star scarlett johansson describes the film as a quote standalone franchise whatever that means uh johansson has called black widow a quote standalone franchise on a number of occasions but just did it again in a video interview being shared on social media in the clip, the actress praises co-star Florence Pugh, uh, describing the English actress as her, quote, co-star in the Black Widow standalone franchise. This has led to fans speculating online that Pugh's Yelena Belova will take over this, quote, standalone franchise as the MCU's new Black Widow. Director Kate Shortland says that the movie will, quote, hand the baton to Florence Pugh's uh, Yelena Belova. Uh, Kevin Feige realized that the audience would expect an origin story, so, of course, we went in the opposite direction. And we didn't know how great Florence Pugh would be. Uh, we knew she would be great, but we didn't know how great. Scarlett is so gracious, like, oh, I'm handling, I'm, oh, I'm handing her the baton. So it's going to propel uh, another female storyline. That's cool if that's true. I, I, this, that's big news, too, if we would get, like, the first, like, actor sh- switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in the in the big franchise, y'all know I love Florence Pugh, so I'm down for this. Right. But you saw Little Women, right? Oh yeah, I I love the I best love part of that movie. <laughs> but, well, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know if I love Little Women. I liked it just fine. Um, 
Laura Dern was in it, and you know she's a national treasure. So of course. Um, I'm. Do you believe this? Yeah, I hope this means that she doesn't die. I mean, I feel like it's confirmation that she survives, right? Yeah, that's what that sounds like. I want to see her in like integrated into Avengers or whatever. So that's that's what it sounds like. I also, you know, I don't like prequels, so if it's like setting up a new character, I can kind of get more into it because it's like an origin for a new character at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm I'm hyped. For Love and Thunder star Tessa Thompson says Marvel Phase Four will embrace diversity. During a recent interview with Variety. Thor Love and Thunder star Tessa Thompson addressed the future of representation in the MCU. Quote, I think in this next phase of Marvel, we're really talking about what representation looks like in those spaces. Because the truth in these movies uh, is these movies traveled globally in such huge ways. And if you can represent people that are of color, you can represent people with disabilities. If you can represent the LGBTQIA community inside these films, it's a pretty big deal. There's millions and millions of people, particularly young people, that show up to the cinema. And I think if you show them something that looks like them, they feel valued, particularly inside of these narratives of the comic books. Uh, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's that our differences make us, make us special. So that's great. What's to disagree with? No, well, obviously nothing is to disagree with, except that, that I don't, I mean, they still out here editing posters in other countries. So it's like, they really don't actually care. Yeah. They still want that money. I mean, it's proof that they didn't actually care because they only did this after Black Panther made money, you know? Right. Right. They're like, oh, we can capitalize on minority groups? Like, right. let's do Shang-Chi. Like, I think a combination of Crazy Rotations and Black Panther were like, let's combine those two. I'm sure we can make money with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I don't really care about intent as long as you get something good out of it. So, kind of like how I feel about politics, you know? Like... There's like the most important pretty much aren't genuine, but if it's like doing something I want, if these movies are giving me something I want, I'm on board. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Spider Man news Sony still said to be deciding whether spin offs need the web slinger or not. Uh, spoiler, they yeah, do. They do. <laughs> despite, despite the fact that Venom was a massive success financially, we should say. Um, Sony Pictures decided to put the two put the brakes on Silver and Black and reportedly started to develop the project as two individual movies for Silver Sable and Black Cat. Why? Um, during a roundtable with Games Radar, the former Silver and Black director dropped some vague hints at why the film didn't happen. Quote, I thought, we, I thought what we came up with was really good, really organic way uh, to have the two together. The, the world is changing so much because of the success of the Spider-Man films. There's a question of, can you really have these films with Spider-Man not in them? Should he at least have some sort of part in them? That's always the question. I've taken two years off uh, off of that for the old guard. So once this gets out into the world, I hope it's a success. And then I'd certainly go back to start talking with them again. Uh, yes, you need Spider-Man in these movies. I'm sorry. Um, yes, you definitely do. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe if you if you could trust Sony to make a good movie, it's like saying you need like Iron Man's like the head of the MCU and he's not in every movie. No, if they were true, you're right like, though. If you could, if they could be trusted, like to make like I feel like MCU could make a good movie pretty much out of anything, you know? Exactly. Like or at least at least a decent movie. So if they could be trusted on that level, you're right. I don't think they need Spider Man. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I just bro, wish man. they. It's different if you. 
Go ahead. If you want. I just wish they would make the tone the same. Like, I feel like Venom doesn't seem like it exists with Tom Holland. No, it totally doesn't. You know? So I'm okay with no Spider-Man if you, like, if maybe, like, J. Jonah Jameson was the through line, you know, and all the, they all seemed like they had the same tone and you could get excited about them eventually crossing over kind of thing. You know, I guess I'm just describing the MCU formula, but, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think the, the um, goal is to make a bunch of different random movies like Morbius and Venom and then just put Tom Holland in them later. Well, yeah, that would definitely not be the case. Don't just God, that would be don't weird. just retrofit. But either way, we got to get through these. Uh, Shang Chi and the Legend <laughs> of the Ten Rings set to resume production by the end of July. Um, this was one of the first major movie productions to postpone filming, so that so that director Destin Daniel Crefton could be tested for coronavirus. And while everyone involved was hopeful things would be able to get back on track shortly, that obviously did not come to pass as the entire world was impacted by the pandemic in the weeks that followed. However, it looks like uh, the crew are prepping to get things moving again as Deadline reports that Shang-Chi is scheduled to resume production by the end of the month in Sydney, Australia. Okay, we'll see. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean there's other movies that are back in production, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, you have to remember that things are way worse here. Like, I looked it right. up and Sydney has like one or two deaths like since like may you know like like one or two that's a day that's made really 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 low right so i understand why they could resume filming in other countries meanwhile texas it just seems so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're yeah. in a bubble of like awful you know uh-huh right um wear your masks folks um you don't have to read this whole story it's yeah, too not, long. yeah. Um, WandaVision news: The Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany series seemingly ups its episode order to nine. So they're um, redo- they're doing reshoots on it, and then they, it was revealed that they're shooting through one of the stunt persons that shooting through episode nine. So they're gonna make it a bit longer than usual. And same with nice. Falcon and Winter Soldier. He said Anthony Mackie said it'll be like a six or eight hour movie when it was originally supposed to be six. So maybe okay. they'll they'll all be longer now. I don't know. That's exciting. That's cool. That's I good. think they might just be like. Are they going to be half hour or one hour? You assume not one hour, I, just, right? I assume an hour. Well, I assume Mandalorian would be an hour, too. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I don't know. But they're keeping their dates, right, of August and December for... That's what they're saying. They we'll say see. that now, but we'll see. Um, Disney Plus announces summer movie nights. This summer, set a date with Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm reading promo material. Um, set a date with <laughs> Plus for summer movie nights featuring a sizzling lineup of brand new original and newly announced family favorite movies coming to the service. Judging by the photo, um, there it those include Hamilton, The Mighty Ducks, X-Men Apocalypse, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, Incredibles 2, X-Men, The Peanuts Movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man and the Wasp, again, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast 2017, Fantastic Four 2005, Alice through the Looking Glass and the Wolverine. Um, sure. Why are there random Fox X Men? Right. Like just picked it. Yeah, I guess some of them are tied random. up with other streaming services, but like the big news is that the old Marvel content is making its being way. added to the MCU stuff. You know, not yeah. universe, but it's going to be weird to see them in the same place. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Mighty Ducks. That's neat. I loved Mighty Ducks. I've been wanting to rewatch Fantastic Four. 
we 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 keep talking about it for a dollar box. Um, we keep maybe talking about time. it. Yeah, once it is once it hits Disney Plus, maybe we should do it. Pull the trigger on it. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> let us know if you want to, us to sit through that trash or not. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Marvel Comics to publish new Alien and Predator stories coming in 2021. Marvel Comics has dropped a bombshell announcement that 2021 will see the release of comic books set in the worlds of Alien and Predator. What are those iconic movie monsters coming to the Marvel Universe? Following the debut of Alien in 1979 and Predator in 1987, the films have built a cult following and expanded rapidly to include toys, games, novels, comic books, uh, eventually leading to the 2004 landmark crossover Alien vs. Predator. Marvel's new stories will draw from all of these properties, building on decades of multimedia storytelling. Get a first look at the next year's deadly new chapter with a spine chilling cover art by (laughs) David Finch. All right. More ads. Yeah. Are you excited? So basically these were Fox, Fox franchises that Marvel inherited. I mean, it would be really cool to get like like a Avengers versus AVP or something. It'd be all right. I mean, I'm kind of, I like stupid crossovers. So see, I I do read it. I I love stupid crossovers like that. Like I loved, Predator versus Archie. I thought that was great. Sure. They, every time we do a live sale, we put in those Superman versus Aliens books. People eat that up. So, what well, they're will be the same. Um. Now here we are, finally getting getting on brand. Oh, what? We're on the that's it for the news. On the show. That's on the, the news. No. On a movie. That's it. So, uh, that's a good week. Uh, see y'all later. No. Um, we were supposed to be reviewing Ghostbusters Afterlife, the new. Uh, who's in that movie? Paul Rudd and Finn Wolfhard. Sure. Right, some people. Um, some but we can't do that, so we this we we decided we would review Ghostbusters: The Original from 1984, uh, starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Rick Moranis. I'm not going to go and read the plot of Ghostbusters that we have here because I think you've all at least heard of it. What? No, this is my first time. They bust ghosts. Uh, directed by Ivan Reitman. Written by Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and Peter Tarokove. You got me on that one. And then it, it has a uh, 97% um, critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 88% I don't audience. believe it. Well, so that, that's... It's old. It's old. That's the thing. Exactly. Um, and Ivan Reitman is a pretty notable um, comedies director. So like he's done mm-hmm. tons of comedies like Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Ghostbusters 2, Kindergarten Cop, which I love Kindergarten Cop, um, Dave, uh, Father's Day. I'm trying to think of looking if there's anything else good. I think that's the last one he did that was any good. And his son is doing the new one, right? Yes. Jason Reitman. Yes, I like Jason nice. Reitman a lot. <clears throat> I don't really know what else he, what, what Jason Reitman's done. He did Juno, Up in the oh. Air, Tully, Young Adult. Oh, so smart yeah. comedies. Right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, so, to previous knowledge, uh, was Ghostbusters a part of either of your childhood? Did you guys watch this movie as a kid? Nope. Have you ever seen it before? No. Nope. Ron had never seen I Ghostbusters was. before. Okay. Was this your first time? Yep. Hmm. Okay. I kind of in the same boat. I hadn't. I didn't watch it as a child. I knew my dad really liked it, but. I was never forced to watch it, and but I watched it before the twenty six, whatever the the most recent Ghostbusters movie. 
I okay. uh, watched one and two before that to like a one and base two, huh? knowledge. Yeah, I thought they would tie in maybe or something. I wanted oh. to go in. I like to do my research before movies, so I, was like, I see I that. Watch these. Um, um, so, so I saw them recently. Okay, so but not really as a kid. So you saw them as an adult without nostalgia. There's no um, nostalgia. Mine, I did see this movie as a kid. I liked the animated show. Um, I think I I had like a couple of toys. I had a. Uh, Ghostbusters did have some really cool toys. I think that is part of the popularity of it is that, um, you know, it appeals to the comic book store demographic. And if you have cool toys, that makes your movie better. Um, like Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. 100% like Star Wars. Yes. If Star Wars didn't have cool toys, the movie would not be nearly as popular as it is. Uh, and I love Star right. Wars, but come on, let's be real. Um, but I remember as a kid, I had the proton pack. I had the little trap that you could throw out and it had a thing you step on like to, you know, shoot some air into it to blow the doors open to catch the ghost. You know, it was, they had cool toys and I liked the cartoon when I was a kid too. Um, but however, um, I know that this is a, a quote unquote classic comedy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of those don't age well. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I remember this movie. I haven't watched it in a large number of years, at least 10. Uh, oh, and wow. I very much enjoyed the, the new one, the, the 2016, whatever with Leslie Jones and Kristen Wiig and whoever else. Me as well. I very much enjoy. I'm, and I mean, I've only watched it once since the theaters, but I had a good time with it. It didn't ruin your childhood. No, I mean, <laughs> that's so stupid. I hate that. I remember that was a, that was a, was that a customer or was it just a review? That was it's just probably like a customer the internet in general. Yeah. yeah, that was just the internet in general. Um, so let's jump around on the talking points thing here. Let's just get straight to it. What did y'all think of this movie? Me oh, first? Okay. Um, um, <laughs> okay, yeah. You can go first, Dylan. Uh, I, I can go first if you want me to. Okay, you go first. Let's start with positive. Uh well that's gonna be the surprise. Um uh oh the gag I, is but the gag is I hated it. I I'm sorry to say, like I I remember really liking Ghostbusters. I remember it. Wow. And there's parts of this movie where I laughed for real, you know, or chuckle here and there. But like I thought it was there was a lot of this movie that's just not good. The dialogue isn't the the, the like the acting is very stilted between a lot of the characters, like it just seems like a Bill Murray vehicle that, yeah. that I mean, and he's a, and he's like a big giant creep. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it didn't age well. No. no what is no. this movie? Right. In the very first movie. I was movie, watching like, a different movie. In the very first movie, he's trying to like seduce one of his students or whatever. I'm like, seduce oh. students. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, Dan Aykroyd having um, relations with a ghost. This is a children's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this with Lori, and when the when the part with Dan Aykroyd and the ghost comes up, I had forgotten about that. She's like, "Yeah, it this was is wild." For children? I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what? Are, what is this rated? <laughs> PG, PG." That's yeah, crazy. Wild, man. So I'm, I'm not. It has the I'm, same rating as Frozen. I don't want to say that's <laughs> wild. I don't want to say that Ghostbusters is bad, but I want to say it is severely overrated and looked at with nostalgia glasses. I think you. I'm would, shocked. I I know, 
gagging. Oh, it's See, definitely not proof, good. That's proof that we don't talk about this fully ahead of time because yeah, well, I, thought, we'll I have... thought you loved it. Oh, I like Ghostbusters. I, I would have told you before this that I like Ghostbusters. But I don't know. You like, should have just left it if you didn't. That's kind of no, you had to rewatch it. It just know, lived in your memory. You know what? I'd rather I'd rather that because then I don't want to I don't want to tell someone, oh yeah, Ghostbusters is good. Go watch it, and then they go watch it, and then they they have a bad experience. You know, I want like I don't know, like Dylan, where where are you at with it? So you watched it a couple of years ago. I, I I feel like I can see why people love this just to just to I, like I can throw too. Us off. I mean, it's like the cast seems like they're friends and they're having a lot of fun, you know? Yes. And th- and they all have really good chemistry with each other. And it's kind of just like, uh, yeah, I think that's the major plus to it is that it's it seems they seem really natural and and like they're just having a good time. So it's like nice to watch in that regard. It's like Saturday Night Live, right? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, that's a good comparison. But for me, I like movies where that has like a like a beginning, middle, and end, and that there's like a theme, and then like an A B plot for characters, you know, where they end at a different place where they started. Right. And it's just, this movie's very much just like bros, just like meandering, and there's no like I feel like and Bill Murray what, trying to get chicks. Yeah. Like what? What would you say the theme or like the message of the movie is? The message of the movie, I don't think there is one. There's not. That's what I mean. No. It's just like. Now, doesn't and every have character to have would be no one answer. has an arc. It doesn't have to have a message like a like a preachy message, but I feel like it has to say something like I don't know. Every, I feel like if you pick out any like great movie, it has it's like trying to say something, you know? Right. And I I don't know. Save the girl, like, get the girl. Bust bust ghosts is the message. And I'm, like there truly is no character arc for anyone. Except no. I'm trying to think. No. Rick Moranis. <laughs> no yeah, one's in sure. a different spot emotionally or like mentally than the no. beginning. Every everyone is a cartoon. Everyone is uh, themselves, and even in like the newer one, you know, there's character arcs and development. You can be, and that movie is a stupid comedy at heart, the 2016 one, and you can be yep. a stupid comedy and still have character arcs. But that had like dynamics and within the friendship that were evolving throughout the story. You right, know? exactly. They had they had a point A to point B. They had, you know, I felt everyone like everyone had their own little the, their own little plot line, and within the the friends, they right. I felt know, like they, this one is you know well Egon's the smart one, uh, Venkman's the cool one, uh, right. Stance is the normal one, and Zedemore is the outsider. You know. Oh, it's like an old Scooby Doo. No, the black one. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they look. They did not. They did I'm not like, him well. Why is he on the team? Why and, is he in a suit now? All right. Yeah. Right. Like he gets hired instantly. Like it's just the weirdest thing. I didn't I, like the way he was like basically an outsider for no reason. Right. You know, it was so it's weird. Just, it's bad optics to have like the one like not even just black character, but like black person in the movie. It would have been cool yeah. if, like, he somehow had the car, right? Or, like, he had the suits or the building. No, nah, he just came in and wanted a job. All right, cool. Right, I'll believe whatever you want as long as you're paying me. Sure, yeah. 
Like, that's very interesting. Uh, the effects are bad, but like that's of the time. Like, oh, yeah, that's of the time. You can't really. That's excusable. Yeah. Um, things that I liked about this movie, um, there were some jokes that are pretty solid. Um, some of the gags are good. Um, mm-hmm. But like, if that's all you have are some one-liners and gags, like I don't, I don't need to watch it again. Like I heard it. The joke is less funny the next time. You know, if I'm not, if I'm not going on a journey, not, not that every movie has to be high level storytelling. Like I like plenty of stupid movies, but I don't know. I'm sort of talking myself in circles here because like you can enjoy, I'm not saying you can't enjoy this movie and I get what people do. Like Dylan said, but like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's all nostalgia, right? It's all like they watched it as a child. I I feel like or that's younger. exactly right. I feel I mean, like it's like yeah. Oh, yeah I so watched it an hour you. before we started, and oh, I wow. don't remember it. Well, you I started know, <laughs> two like two hours before we started, so I ended it like at seven. You know what's funny is I, I turned on my Xbox. Don't remember it. <laughs> I turned on my Xbox and I saw that you were watching. You were on the movies app. I'm like, I bet you Ron's watching <laughs> Ghostbusters right now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I watched, yeah, I remember nothing from that movie basically right. don't cross the streams but like i've heard that a million right. times mm-hmm. and i bet i bet you would also expect slimer and the marshmallow yeah and i knew slimer and but, yeah, but you would expect yeah. slimer to be a bigger character right like he's barely in this movie eh, as much no as i i kind of knew what he was from like okay. watching the the new one he's kind of just like a, like oh, a yeah. random thing i could see where the stay puff thing would be like a really good gag if you weren't expecting it you know yeah no right. totally like if you don't get it, but like I don't think there's anybody who is gonna watch Ghostbusters 1984 for the first time and just love it. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll, frustrating because you watch it and you like. I could just see, like I was like, I get it. I see why people like this because like as a kid, like they're like the cool effects, cool like outfits, like right, uh, like cool you're weapons. in a great like situation that anyone would like to be in, just like fighting crime with your buddies, you know. Yeah, it's it's. A I get why people love it, too. but it's just not personally for me. Right. Same. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty overrated. Um, does do you think does does the second one is also the exact same movie? Uh, oh really? Yes, basically. It it's the second one had a little bit more of a met like, and I think it. I don't remember. The, it was like being kind to each other was the theme. Okay. And like. Even like the mon- like the thing released in New York like harnessed the dark energy of people. I don't know. I don't remember it too well, but okay. I remember having like nearly the same opinions about the second one. Um, does this? Which I know movie- everyone says the first one's way better. Well, of course. Does this movie color your opinion of, of the franchise? Meaning, like, Ron, now that you've seen this, does that make you think Ghostbusters Afterlife? Does it make you feel any type of way about that movie? I think so. Comparing it to the two that I've seen, which is this one in the remake, I think the remake's better just because it's more modern. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this new one because it's supposed to be like their kids or something, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's mm-hmm. in the universe. I mean, but the. the, the I mean, I know it's going to look pretty. In the universe. Sure, sure, sure. I know it's going to look pretty. So. Right. I just hope it doesn't rely too much on your love of the original, which it looks like it does to me. Oh yeah, no, it definitely feels like it is. Yeah. Based on the fact that the original cast, like you know, who could come back is in it, and 
it's like the director's son, and I don't know. I feel like it's gonna tie I like in very Finn. heavily. I like Wolfhard. Wolfgard? Wolfhard? <laughs> no, Wolfhard. Wolfhard. I like Wolfgard, though. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a good last name, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited to watch it. Did, did this make you less excited to watch it? Yes. Oh, that's too bad. And and I would have to agree. Having watched this for the first time in a very long time, that man, I just don't care. Like this does affect my view of the whole franchise. It's like this is average. I mean, it, but it was really good for the time. I get it. Like you know, um, we've evolved. We we've made we can make smarter comedies now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people will think the same way like about our movies from our childhoods, you know, as as they should. Yeah, so you know, like something that we view as like all smart and edgy right now. Maybe I don't know if anyone ever viewed Ghostbusters as smart and edgy, but like it was, <laughs> it was probably edgy. I mean, they're for probably, sure. Everyone's smoking too. That's so weird. Yep. Yeah, and a kid's I'm a, I know. It just doesn't so. age well. I no, think. it doesn't. There's a lot of content in this movie that you're like, ooh. But no shade to anyone who loves it. Like I just watched, I rewatched She's the Man. Have you heard of that movie? She's Amanda the Man. Amanda Bynes. I used to love oh, it. Oh, word. When I was yeah. a kid. And then I was watching. I was like, this is kind of problematic. Like she goes on to cover as her brother, and oh yeah. But I love that movie. So we all have <laughs> it. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not exclusive to any one generation. No, you can you can totally love Ghostbusters. There's nothing wrong with you liking Ghostbusters. Um, in fact, I'm pretty certain I would love Ghostbusters if I was a kid in the 80s. Of course. Or, you know, a teenager or young adult, I think. Right. Or just, yeah, consuming well, media. You know, I think if you were 20 and younger in 1984, you would have loved it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bet that was a big, a bit of a swerve for some of these listeners who... Uh, I, feel, I feel like I, people are mad at us now. I, I bet, because I'm we just sorry. dragged Ghostbusters. Oh, we'll hear all about it. I'm ready for you, Frank. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Frank likes those busters. I'll find out. I'll talk to him. Who knows? I mean, we're going to find out on Wednesday, huh? Yeah, we are going to find out. I love Wednesday. Batman and Robin. I feel like that's just so taking off of me. <laughs> wow. We all like our garbage, so nothing true. is garbage. That is very okay, true. I'm, I'm digging my Wow. Wow, Dylan. <laughs> um, all right. I'm okay. leaving. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us. Do we have um, – I should have had it pulled up, but I don't. Um, next week, um, we are going to be reviewing The Old Guard on Netflix. Because uh, oh, it comes out what day? Uh, so Friday? I'm it up. Um, I believe it comes out this Friday. July 10th. Um, July 10th, this Friday. Um, nice. So make sure you watch that. Uh, it's based on the Image comic. Uh, was it Rucka? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen too. a couple of reviews. It's apparently not awful. Okay. That's exciting. Which is something it's we're not used to. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes? 69. 69. Nice. Sorry, it wasn't updated. Nice twice. So, yeah, nice twice. Um, if you guys, uh, you're right, Nick. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, the ne- next, actually, couple of weeks, we're, we're watching some spicy content. So, we got the Old Guard, and then we got Inception. This is if you guys want to pregame and watch with us. And we got... Uh, that's three Tokyo Drift, baby. Hey, baby. That'll cover us through July. Uh, then What's we'll, life? Whatever. Life. Uh, we're watching Life because it's the same director as Morbius. 
Oh, word. Cool beans. I believe is the, is our reasoning behind that, Dylan. I think that was it. We didn't fully commit to it. No, but it's on there. So, what else we got? Commit that now. means it's happening. That's yeah. We said it. It's happening. Um, but yes, next week we are watching the Old Guard comes to Netflix uh, this coming Friday. So make sure you go and check that out, or at the very least, go pick up the trade. Uh, you can read along and see uh, how it lines up. But uh, anyway, we really appreciate you guys downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>